Welcome to the first episode of this series. Today's guest is special. He's one of my best friends and he's here to help elaborate more on men's mental health. Everybody welcome Everett Johnson. You know, the reality is the most profound thing we're embarrassed about is our mental health. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mental Health. I'm your host, Ryan Davis. You know, you, I didn't wake up very happy. It was more my state of mind. I was just pretty depressed. What the fuck? Okay, let's get this thing started. Okay. Welcome, Everett. Thank you. Okay, so today what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of discuss, kind of go back and forth about like our feelings on mental health, how um, it's affected us personally and how we've seen it affect people that we care about. Um, as well as a couple other personal things when it comes to like depression that you've dealt with, as well as how jail affected you. You ready for this? Yes, sir. Alrighty, so first off, let me go ahead and start off by asking this. What do you feel is the issue with men's mental health and the struggles with it in today's society? I feel like it's just not talked about enough. I feel like people, especially females, like they go through life and they always have someone to fall back on. I mean, not always, but they typically have a family member where they get a lot of attention from males. Males, when they're going through something, they just got to figure it out. They don't really have people to fall back on. They don't, they don't have something to, to have, like, a keep safe, like, a net. So when it comes to their mental health, not a lot of people care about it. And people say, get tougher or, you know, just stick through it type of thing. Do you think this is something that you've had to battle growing up as a man? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, with that, I mean, do you feel like due to mental health issues that men face that you possibly face, do you think that they have contributed towards like any depressions or anything that you've dealt with throughout your life? Oh, for sure. I mean, just growing up, anytime I had a problem, I mean, even my mom, she would tell me just deal with it. And then I go to counselors and talk about it and they're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Well, it's not that big of a deal to you because you're not going to. Yeah. It affects everybody differently, especially their physical and mental health. Um, do you think that if men were able to voice their opinions more when it came to their mental health, um, and then were actually taken seriously, this issue wouldn't be as big of a deal now? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, okay, so let me go ahead and dive into this one real fast. I know that as a friend of mine, we've talked about this before, um, you were suicidal in the past and... I've dealt with friends who committed suicide. I have gone through my struggles as well. Um, do you think there are any particular instances that you can remember from uh, history, just what has affected your mental health to kind of put you to that state to where you were suicidal, where you felt like you didn't belong? I mean, a lot of it was just stress. You know, when I turned 16, growing up, I never really had money. So when I turned 16, I immediately got a job because I wanted to get into buying my own things, you know, trying to be independent as much as I possibly could. And that, along with being my junior year, I was taking four AP classes, um, two college courses, and then two electives. It was just a lot. So I was doubling up on sciences. I had advanced math. I had, you know, advanced English. And it's just all this homework. And then doubled on that, you've got to keep up your social life. I was in sports. You have to keep up with that. Practices is just a drain on your physical health. And then your social life is really affected by it. Um, you know, just I was going through a lot. I was stressed. 
and then trying to get into college just made it even more stressful because I didn't know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, every time I tried to talk to someone about it, it was just always, you know, you got this or you're going to get through it or, well, that that's not what I want. I need support, you know, yeah. and people to talk to about it. But everyone's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You, you've got this and this, that, and the other. It's never, well, it's never diving deep into the subject. It's always just a pat on the back and a smile and just going about your day. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand that. I can agree with you on that when I was battling some um, mental health issues that I had gone through when I was in high school. School and sports and all the extracurriculars that I was involved in definitely um, influenced the negative mind state that I had on myself and my perspective on others and how they were viewing me. Um, but on top of that, I don't know if this was an issue with you as well, but when it came to girls, uh, I was young, I was naive, I didn't know um, that, you know, heartbreak is a real thing. And going through that at a young age in high school, I thought that my world was over. So that kind of led to it to me, um, kind of helped influence my negative uh, mental health that I was battling in high school. Um, and even like today, like with recent breakups, like breakups in general, I feel like have kind of put a strain on my mental health. And I personally feel like it's hard. It's hard to discuss that with other friends because you're with your, you're with the boys. You don't want to come off as weak or vulnerable. And um, I've noticed that with myself. And I've also noticed it with friends as well, like seeing friends go through breakups and it affect their mental health. That's kind of... Um, been a thing that I've noticed has a big effect on uh, guys, especially like the boys, some that I know personally, but who's to say that that doesn't affect um, other men, people who have committed suicide, um, people who are depressed and abusing drugs because of their depression in society nowadays. But um, yeah, like, would you say that girls also have an effect on the mind? Oh, for sure. Because in the same junior year, I had been in a relationship for two years. And then during spring break, I just get a text that it's over. And, you know, spring break, it's right about the time that, you know, you're applying for colleges, getting accepted and all of that. Just It's just a weight on your shoulders. And that's when I really started abusing drugs. And I think that's whenever my mental health really took a, a, a turn for the worse was because I was just dealing with all that. And then my self-confidence just shot down to the ground with all of that. So that was really hard to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can agree with you on that one. Um... And, like, this is no knock at the, the females or the women that have been in our lives or been in men's lives that possibly have caused uh, turmoil. And, like, that's no disrespect to y'all at all because, understandably so, there's some issues that strain from the guy in that relationship, and that's why the breakup was necessary. And, um, like, we're here for the respect. We're not here to disrespect anybody personally or affect any group of individuals. We're just kind of coming to, like, a conclusion based on personal experiences. And if y'all were mentioned, uh, females, males, friends, exes, whoever it may be, know that this comes from a place of respect and this is no disrespect to, towards your character or anything like that. Um, but just know that you ladies, you do have an effect on us as well. Even if we don't show it, just know that we go home and it does sit in our minds. Um, the next topic I do want to talk about, this is a more recent one. This is definitely something that's a little um, personal. But you were recently arrested and had to battle uh, the whole situation with courts, with lawyers, with actual jail time, hard serve time. Six months you were gone. My best friend was gone. How did that affect your mental health? So jail just in general is a hostile place. 
I mean, nobody, you can never really cry. You can never show your vulnerability because people will take advantage of that. I mean, they're either going to take advantage of you and try and take your commissary. They're going to try and take your phone time. They're just going to try and take your stuff, period. Um, you just always got to keep up that that big masculine, big macho man type of mentality. And you always got to show and like try and prove to everybody that you're a bigger man than everybody else in the room. And, you know, that's hard when you're in a room full of 64 men that are, you know, 25, 30, 40, 50 years old that have been working out and been in the system for a long time. You know, they're built, they're stocky, they, they've been through this. Um, being a 20-year-old kid that, you know, I had been to booking, but I had never been to actual general population. And then once I got in there, it's a whole new world. You know, it's always keeping up your physical strength, but you can never talk about your mental. And not only that, but you're stuck in that same room 24 hours of the day, seven days a week, 20-foot walls. You only see the guards. You know, you don't see your family. You can talk to your family. You can get video visits, but that's not the same as seeing your family because it's always monitored. There's always a guard right next to you. You can't talk about personal stuff because even then the guards are going to tell other inmates and they're going to start making fun of you for it. So, you know, you just always got to keep that facade that you're doing perfectly fine in there when you're not because the whole point of jail is to break. And, you know, I went to solitary twice. And in solitary, the shoe is what we call it. Um, you go in, if you were to go in on Wednesday, you wouldn't come out until Saturday. You stay in there three days, no, no hygiene, no blanket, nothing, no books, nothing to do. And you don't come out to even shower. And when you do come out on that third day, you're still handcuffed. So you don't even have your freedom then. So when you're trying to shower, you can't reach your back. You can't, you know, reach down and do stuff. And that really affected my mental health. You know, just being cooped up in a five foot by three foot cell. You know, it was hard. With that, you mentioned being like 20 years old when there are people that are in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Do you think the masculinity of the adults that were in there kind of helped attribute towards like the negative mental outlook on your own uh, personal self? Huh? Like just coming from like seeing them, how they've been there, how the the way they functioned and does it just make you feel vulnerable? Like just knowing that you're in a position to where you were unaware of what was going on. Oh um, yeah. For and sure. stuff like that. Because they know the ropes. They know how to go about day to day. They know how to pass their time, you know, they know how to do their time. That's what the guards always tell you. Like the younger kids in there, they don't know how to do their time. So they get into trouble. They get into fights. They get into stuff that they're not supposed to. So when you see the old heads in there and they're, you know, they're reading books, they're watching TV, they're writing to their families. Like, yeah, it, it, it can help you in a way. But at the same time, they're the ones that aren't going to take any flack. They're not going to take anything from anybody, not even the guards. I mean, even though there were guards in there, it's really inmate run at the end of the day. Well, I appreciate you for touching on that topic. I know that it's a, it's definitely a personal one. It's something that you're still battling with to this day. Um, I'm glad as your friend that you're out. I'm glad that you're free and safe. Um, and like I mentioned it before, I'm sorry that that has ever happened to you. But um, moving forward, I can definitely see that it has helped, if that makes any sense. I understand that like we're talking about mental health right now, but I can tell that the maturity level that you've gained from being in there has helped towards your mental health health as an individual, as an adult. Like you've definitely grown from it. Um, 
But before we finish up, I do have want to ask a couple more questions for you. Um, do you think that there are any preventions, like any preventative measures that men could take when they are battling their mental um, illnesses that they're going through, uh, through the depressions that they're going through, suicidal thoughts, uh, sadness, just in general? Do you think that there's any kind words that you could give out there to kind of help with those guys who are struggling and are looking for an escape uh, without feeling too vulnerable? I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know if there is, you know, I've been to, to therapists, I've been to, I've been to a lot of things to just try and help it. I've talked to friends, I've talked to family, but I mean, the most I can give is the same thing everybody's given me my whole life, just a pat on the back, a smile and say, you got this, you know, I don't really know an effective way for men to open up and not feel vulnerable or to not feel like someone can hold that against them because that's what's always happened to me. Every time I did open up, someone's held that over me. You know, I've never been able to just open up and, you know, be free with someone. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Um, any words that I have, I definitely, I agree with you on that one. It is, it is hard because it is such a taboo thing in society. Um, it's a joke on social media, uh, even though reports show that, you know, suicide rates across America are higher in the male popular in the male community. Um, if I were to say anything, it's just, you know, yeah, keep your head up, uh, know that you'll be okay. And I'm sure other men who are listening to this or people who have given this advice towards someone dealing with mental issues, um, it sounds very repetitive and redundant, but at the end of the day, until it can be an issue that's solved within society, that's really the most that we can give is just, you know, keep your head up because at the end of the day, you're not the only guy struggling with this. Um, I'm battling with stuff. Everett here is battling with stuff. Other people in the world battle with this stuff daily. Um, it is it's hard to say, but sometimes, like you know, like your issues aren't as big as others. But at the end of the day, just know that if there if your issues are big to you, hold on to those. And know that there are people that care, and if people did care enough, they would allow you to be vulnerable. They would want you to open up to them because losing a friend is suicidal not liking who they are when they look in the mirror is something that nobody should ever deal with. And I've dealt with it personally. Um, every year has dealt with it through friends as well. Um, but just know at the end of the day, like you are loved and there are ways to get out of it. It's going to be different for each individual, but finding those ways is the first step into becoming more healthy with your mental state. Yeah. And I'd much rather hear your story or what you're going through versus reading a eulogy or hearing a eulogy at your funeral. I appreciate my good friend and guest speaker today, Everett Johnson. Thank you so much for showing up. That wraps up this episode of Mental Health. Lastly, shout out mental illness. Acknowledge your mental health, and if it dwindles here and there, know you'll pull through this struggle. Enjoy the life you have, even during the ups and downs. Dude, if you got a mental illness, dude, like seriously, dude, turn up. <laughs>